Hello and welcome to the Go Anteater podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We are looking forward to another good episode. We have um, a guest here today that's going to talk over some German cockroaches in specific. So um, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over and let him introduce himself. Thank you. My name is Russell Jenkins. I'm the host of the Go Anteater podcast. And again, turn it over. So how are you doing today? You almost forgot yourself. I know. I know. Jeez. It's you're pretty in, easy you're to do. You're important too, Russell. It's pretty easy okay. to do for me. Uh, hi, my name's Travis Gates. Um, I'm a staff entomologist slash director of training slash whatever else Russell tells me to do. <laughs> um, so right now I'm a podcast recorder. There you go. I'm adding it to my business card. Hey, yeah. I'll, I'll put it on there for you. I know Perfect. the people to do that. Perfect. <laughs> good. Yeah. I'm going to need longer cards. Okay. Can I get foldovers? Yes, we okay. can do foldovers. Good. good. I'm working. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I'm usually here educating people about pests. And, you know, we talk to schools. We talk to groups at extension service. We mm-hmm. bounce around. I guess I'm saying we, but I'm talking about myself. So now I'm speaking strangely. The collective Hi, we, my ABC. My name is Travis. <laughs> I am here to discuss German cockroaches. Oh, I love it. Um, carry on. All right. So when it comes to German cockroaches, what are some of the behaviors? What are some of the signs? Anything that you would look to as identification? Or how would you go about if you went to somewhere and trying to do an inspection on, on cockroaches? I guess we, we start with the basics, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Cockroaches in general, right? Um, cockroaches tend to have a pretty similar you know, profile, shape. Um, they're flattened top to bottom. Uh, they like to squeeze into little cracks and crevices. Um, so that's part of why they're good at being a pest in a right. lot of circumstances. Um, a lot of our cockroaches, you'll notice, almost have like a surfboard shape mm-hmm. where they're kind of narrow at the tip, then they widen out, and then they narrow back down at the other end. So you get this nice little surfboard profile going on. Sporty. Nice. That makes them fast. <laughs> makes um, them fast. The other thing you notice with a lot of our roaches is their legs kind of are low to the ground and mm. kind of angled backwards along the body. You might also notice lots of little spikes right. and things on their legs. Right. Um, so anytime you see a picture of a roach up close, it looks like their legs are just covered in spikes. Um, think of them as cleats, mm-hmm. right? So they're built with cursorial legs. They're running legs. So roaches are made to move quickly. So we always think about the classic circumstance. You flip on the kitchen light and the roaches scatter everywhere, right? Well, they're made to go quick. So right. It's something you'll notice with our roaches. They're built to do so. Um, But I would say if we get specific with the German cockroach, Mm -hmm. um, we get kind of a mixed bag of people calling them water bugs. Right. Right. And we get people from all over the country here, moving here, and people will call in and just say, I've got water bugs. Now, you get a couple reasons for that. So one reason is that's just how they always learned them, right? Ah, it's a water bug. It's a water bug. Um, The other reason is, they don't want to say they have cockroaches. So by saying they're water bugs, it's not as gross. Right. right? Oh, it's just water bugs. It's cockroaches. Yeah. So pretty much any time we hear someone say they have water bugs in their home, it's a cockroach. Um, so one easy thing we can ask is, is it big water bugs or little water bugs? Because depending on where they're from, we could be talking about the big American cockroach, which is two inches or so long, or we're talking about the German cockroach, right? So those are kind of our top two cockroach pests that mm-hmm. we'll see around here. Mm-hmm. Um, but the German cockroach is by far the more popular option. Right. Um, so any of those nice restaurant shows you see on TV, Gordon Ramsay coming in and calling people disgusting, it's German cockroaches that we're seeing in yeah. most of those circumstances. Um, they are kind of the prime cockroach pest. And they've almost developed 
to be a better and better pest just through their normal reproductive cycles and everything else, which we'll discuss here in a little bit. Um, but the German cockroach is about half an inch long. It is shaped like a surfboard. It's going to be kind of a light brown, kind of goldish brown look. Um, sometimes it's got more of a grayish brown kind of color to it. Light brown. Let's just say light brown. And then the key identifier for them is you've got this pronotum, which is a shield mm-hmm. that goes on the back of their head. So it's kind of at the front of the wings, right behind the head. Um, so what you're looking at there is two dark racing stripes. So they've got this light brown body and two dark black or dark brown stripes that just run just across that little shield at the top of the head. They don't extend down the wings, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. you got these little bloop right at the top. So that's our German cockroach, right? Um, they also typically show up in larger numbers, mm-hmm. and that's because they are very effective breeders. Just a bit. Yeah, they, they reproduce rather quickly. They develop much more quickly than our other roaches. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say the majority of our roach species that we look at, um, it takes them about a year to go from egg to egg, meaning from hatching out of an egg to being sexually mature adults that can produce their own eggs. Uh, the German cockroach can do that in about 100 days. Right, So about a third of the time, if not less, Mm -hmm. than what our other roaches take. So really quick development cycle to go fully sexually mature as an adult. Um, And then they're also producing more eggs per egg case. So that female is going to be producing her egg case. It will take her a couple weeks to produce an egg case. So um, each one can have anywhere from 20 to 50 eggs in it which is a lot of eggs. It's like a double-layered little tube of eggs that are all stacked on top of each other. Um, and she carries those eggs with her right up until they're about to hatch. She protects those eggs by carrying them with her wherever she goes. So if she's taking shelter in a little hiding spot, the eggs are protected, right? But by her moving them around, she's protecting them from parasitic wasps. Yep. She's protecting them from ants. She's protecting them from all kinds of other things that may eat those eggs. Mm-hmm. Right? Even other roaches technically could eat that yeah. egg case yep. if that's the food that's available. Mm-hmm. So she does the, her best to help all of those babies survive until they hatch. Once they're hatched, she doesn't care so much about them. <laughs> but until they hatch, she's going to protect them. Um, something people notice when they're treating for German cockroaches is if you see a female carrying an egg case and you spray her with a pesticide, Raid, or whatever people are using at home, um, you'll notice she drops the little pill-shaped egg case, and then she crawls a little further away and starts to die. So by doing that, she's trying to distract you and make you come after her and protect the eggs. So even in dying, she is doing something to protect those babies. Mm -hmm. So she's ensuring their survival, which means their reproductive rate is actually way more effective because more of them are going to survive to make that next generation. Mm -hmm. So not only are they going through it faster, but they're making more. Right? And then the fact that they're tiny means that they can squeeze into Anywhere. any little gap you can think of. Right? How many spaces in your kitchen can you think you could probably slide a fingernail into? Oh, right? too many. Yeah. Back of the microwave, the fridge, all your drawers, all the edges, right? All of those are potential harborage spots mm-hmm. for our German cockroach. Mm-hmm. Um, when we get into commercial establishments like a restaurant kitchen, it's even worse because now we've got big heavy-duty commercial equipment. Not only is it heavier, so it's hard to move out and look at the backside or clean it effectively, um, but you know you've got access panels, you've got mm-hmm. wiring access, you've got all kinds of things that could potentially be extra hiding spaces, right? Even that nice big stainless steel backsplash we've got stuck to the wall, 
Well, if it's not sealed to the wall, it's just a pocket for things to go right behind it, right? So they just are really good at moving into our environment. Just a bit. And honestly, German cockroaches are an indoor pest, mm-hmm. right? They don't really live outside. Mm-mm. So you're going to find them indoors. You're going to find them living with people because we give them everything they want. Oh, yeah. They got food. They got water. They've got shelter. Why would they, they go anywhere need, else? Yeah, they're happy. Yeah. And then they don't even have to try to travel because we're carrying them from place to place. Exactly. Another fun hitchhiker, right? So it doesn't matter how new a restaurant is or anything, how nice it is. Anytime they get produce delivered or something like that, a piece of equipment... There's a chance something hitchhikes in. Oh, 100%. So it's just one of those things where a homeowner, same thing. You're perfectly clean. Everything's nice and sealed up at the house. But you bring home groceries or you went to a restaurant and you bring home your leftovers. All it takes is one female in a bag and now you've got a roach problem. Right? Big time. They are not quite as hesitant to breed with family members as you know we think of humans being. So you don't have to worry, oh, well, it was just one female's egg, so they won't mate. That's eh, not how it works for them. Um, so yeah, they're just they're built to be kind of the perfect pest for us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, quick breeding, tiny roaches, slot in lots of places. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's well, like you know the old saying of breeding like bunnies. Uh, that's pales yeah. in comparison to breeding like yeah, German roaches, cockroaches roaches and roaches quicker, in general. Right? Yeah, yeah, just a bit, just a bit. So yeah, you get to the insect world. We got number. some things that really push that margin. Oh yeah, a little bit. numbers are a little greater too. A yeah. little bit, just right? a bit. So, I mean, you think about that. If we've got, you know, a roach infestation mm-hmm. um, and we're in a restaurant environment or something like that, um, you know, if we're going to go in and treat, we've got to be extremely effective and extremely thorough in treating to make sure we knock that number down to a threshold where we're actually gaining control. For sure. Because if I leave a pocket of roaches behind the fridge or something like that, all it takes is you know, another month or so, and we've probably got more adult roaches that are out there making more roaches. Oh, yeah. So you got to get in there. You got to be thorough. And it takes time, and it takes effort, right? So roach control is a labor-intensive process Mm -hmm. for the German cockroach, specifically, just because they can be in so many spots. For sure. So, you know, it it takes a team, too. I go into a commercial kitchen. I'm not going to try to move some of those things and appliances by myself. They're heavy. I'm not going to hurt myself. Oh, yeah. So now we've got to have extra bodies there. Well, maybe I have to have their maintenance people there to help disconnect something so we can even try to move it. Right. right? So there's a lot of logistics that even go into it sometimes. Yeah. Oh, 100%. So, yeah, they're they're an interesting problem for us to uh, deal with every once in a while. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and I know, you know, like you mentioned earlier, they are good hitchhikers. They go from one place to another. Um, I know we've had a handful of different things happen in the past where people have stories or things where, well, I didn't have anything until this came into my life. Mm -hmm. Um, What comes to mind for you right now for that one? I just talked to someone recently. They had a a neighbor who was moving out of her home, an older woman, and she brought over a box of books, Mm. right? And she was donating, giving this box of books to this family because they had kids. Um, Well, the kid knocked over the box and they saw little friends scatter around from the box of books wonderful yeah they hitchhiked right there in the box um and it's worth noting that roaches do like kind of natural textures so papers and cardboards and things like that they kind of prefer those textured surfaces so them hiding in a cardboard box or in a book between pages right they're not going to be super flat but if you've got an older book where it's a little bit open because the spine's bent or something 
they'll happily get in there. Oh, yeah. Right? Uh, corrugated cardboard's a big one because all those little corrugations, you know, it just creates a nice little pocket for them to, to sneak right in and come on in. So it's, yeah, any number of things where, hey, someone brought me this or, hey, I found this old dresser on someone's curb. I brought it home because I'm going to refinish it. You're bringing problems in, right? For sure. So it's always worth inspecting something well before you bring it into your home. So even if you bought it on Facebook Marketplace and, you know, it's a really good deal and that's just a really nice looking chair, really dig into it before you bring it inside. Oh, right? yeah. Because we could be introducing a problem you don't want to introduce. 100%. Yeah. But again, I mean, that ties into the fact that it doesn't necessarily mean you did something wrong. It doesn't mean your home is dirty. You just brought in the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. So these things happen. So for like for customers, for even technicians, what would be go over like some of their typical behaviors when you see them? Because um, I know or if you see one, is it an overall infestation <laughs> issue? Or are we talking about one or two cockroaches in your house? Yeah. Um, so I'll open the floor. So, I mean, typical behaviors, things like that. Obviously, roaches are nocturnal. Mm -hmm. They move around primarily at night. Mm -hmm. um, they also will typically set up shop and find places to live closest to where they can get all their resources, all their needs met. So food, water, shelter, sex. Those are the things that living things are looking for. Um, now, most of the time, the things we're going to control there are water and food, right? But if we think about a kitchen, what's a spot in a residential kitchen where we might have easy access to food residue and water, right? What's a spot you can think of? Oh, I don't know. You know, you could go behind the oven, behind the refrigerator, behind the toaster oven, microwave. You probably shouldn't have water behind your toaster oven. Well, just throwing true, it out there. true. But if it's on the countertop and you have water that's okay. run from over maybe, here, there's maybe, some food maybe. debris there. But yeah, Russell has a very wet kitchen. Uh, yeah. No, no. Well, so I mean, damp. two two littles. Yeah, you definitely get a little <laughs> bit more water up there than you anticipate sometimes. Yeah. No, I mean, we we do think appliances, the stove. Mm -hmm. You know, how many times do you get little spills and stuff next to the stove? Or how often do you pull your stove out and look at the spot where the stove slots into the countertop, right? right? Nobody does that. Um, same thing, your dishwasher. The dishwasher's typically got Big trim time. to mm -hmm. make it look nice they and hold it in place. fold and hide underneath. Yeah, nobody looks in there. So we've got to think under the sink, dishwasher, look in those gaps, look in those edges. They want those spots where there's easy access to moisture primarily first. Mm -hmm. um, so... Start with the wet areas and then work your way out from there. Um, the good thing is they typically will congregate in those wet spaces, right? So we're not going to necessarily find them out in the middle of a bedroom or a living room if they aren't close to those resources, unless we have a really severe infestation. Right. And in that circumstance, you're not going to have to try to find the roaches. You They'll will see the see roaches, them. right? So um, we will notice that in that if we show up during the day when we typically do business, right? We don't do a lot of nighttime inspection for residential accounts. Right, right. Um, commercial, we do some stuff overnight where mm -hmm. people are closed. Mm -hmm. um, but we show up and if I can find roaches in the middle of the day just crawling around in the open, it's a good indicator that we probably have a number of roaches, right? But if I'm speaking to the homeowner and they tell us they found one or two or there's one on a glue board or something like that, it doesn't necessarily tell me they have an infestation. That's going to tell me that something showed up and we need to do an inspection. We need to dig in and just make sure we don't have a problem. Right. But if I'm there during the day and they're moving around in the open, typically what that's telling me is they're shifting their behavior because they're still fighting for resources and harbored spaces and things like that. And they're having to move 
unnaturally, mm-hmm. right? So if you see roaches during the daytime and you haven't like moved something or disturbed them, it's a good indicator that we've probably got a, a infestation going right. on, right? Right. So yeah, keep keep your eyes on it. All right, things that don't make sense for their natural behavior are going to be a good indicator of populations. Um, but I, we always hear that if you see one, there's thousands. That's not the case when they can hitchhike, right? Oh, yeah. I could have brought in just one roach. There's a chance, right? Mm-hmm. I've done that before at my house. I bought groceries and came home, and when I put the bag on the counter, a roach came out from inside the paper bag. It's like, I didn't see it at the store, but it was one roach, right? It wasn't even an adult yet. And if you think I didn't murder that little jerk, you're lying, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not having that even risk setting up shop in the house. Um, my wife wouldn't let me come home. Yeah, right. So... Um, yeah, it, it doesn't indicate necessarily that you have a huge problem, but if we're starting to see a lot of movement, if we're seeing five or 10 a day, we've got a problem, right? Sure. We need to keep our eyes open. Even if it's primarily right early in the morning or at night when you go in the kitchen for your, you know, warm milk or whatever to go to bed, that's going to tell us, okay, we've got, we've got a number of them moving around at one time. So we probably need to dig in. Oh, for sure. Um, so, yeah, it, it's more a numbers game. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to set a true threshold and say, well, one to three is not a problem and five to ten is more of a problem. Obviously, more is worse, yes. right? Um, so that's all we need to get to. Um, and, you know, we do get to a point where you've got a long ongoing infestation and we can start identifying it by smell. Um, so That's bad. It's one thing that, you know, people who do pest control in particular or health inspections and things like that, you kind of learn certain smells, and you don't need to see something to tell what's going on. Um, roaches tend to have kind of a bit of a mildewy body musty. odor smell. Yeah. So it's a little spicy, right? A little musty. I always think it kind of smells like cumin. So, yeah, the next time you have you know Mexican food, just think about that flavoring. Um, but that that kind of – it's an earthy, spicy scent to them. Mm-hmm. It's – it's roaches, right? And a large number of roaches in a small space is going to put off a smell. Oh, big time. And part of that is their feces that they're actually depositing um, creates these little kind of focal points. And they actually poop in areas where they're hiding, and it's to invite other roaches in. So their poop contains a pheromone that says, hey, come hang out, right? So it's like you, you know, going outside on the doormat and inviting your friends over for a party just by squatting. So it's it's not something we would think of as a normal yeah. behavior, but <laughs> right. for them, that's how they're communicating. For right? sure. That pheromone is coming out, and they're pulling more roaches in. So the more poop there is, the more of a draw there is. Um, so we notice these fecal focal points with our German cockroaches, mm-hmm. which I think is just a really fun term, fecal focal point. But it's this kind of clustering of these little speckles of cockroach feces. Oh, yeah. Um, German cockroaches being small, their feces typically comes out kind of wet, um, so they will deposit a little blob of feces, and then they actually generally will drag a foot or the tip of their abdomen through it. Not on purpose. Generally, it's an accident. But you get these little kind of dots with a little smear coming off. You know how chefs are doing that now where they put a sauce on the plate and then they smear. use the spoon to smear oh, it? Same idea, right? So I wonder where they got it from. Yeah. Maybe that. Yeah, they, they saw it in their own yeah. kitchen. Oh. Right? <laughs> so... Um, but we do notice that you'll see these little speckles with smears and you'll notice them typically in areas that are either undisturbed parts of the kitchen first or again those areas closest to food and water Mm -hmm. right so if you start noticing what looks like little speckles collecting on edges and corners or inside the hinge edge of your cabinets 
we've probably got an ongoing issue that we need to check out. For right? sure. Well, um, it while we're talking roach feces, it is worth noting too that uh, German cockroach feces in particular has been shown to contain a lot of histamines, mm. um, and histamines are kind of the primary cause of allergies. Um, and they've actually been shown to be a major kind of cause of asthma development. So people who grow up exposed to large amounts of cockroaches typically will develop things like asthma because of that exposure to the histamines in the air. Mm -hmm. um, so they actually can cause significant health issues just through their poop, right? And that doesn't even get into the fact that they are physically transmitting salmonella and e coli and things like that from place to place just by moving right so they can cause some pretty significant health issues for us if Big we don't time. get ahead of the problem quickly so just worth throwing that out there for sure and I, a good rule of thumb because you mentioned it pest professionals or even food safety professionals once they kind of get that smell they know without seeing anything that they're dealing with an issue um so for everyone out there if there's a friend a family member or someone in your life that you go to dinner with and you're and they're like okay well we're not eating here don't press more onto that yeah, there's a ask, reason there's a reason why they say that and i only bring that up because there was one time that my wife and i went to lunch and we <laughs> sat down they sat us right down by the kitchen and I opened the menu and closed the menu and looked at her and I said, well, so we're not going to eat here today. And she pestered and pestered and pestered. I'm like, you're going to have to wait. You're going to have to wait. Wait till we leave. We're going to pay for, I got a nice tea, you got a water. So we can't just leave because I got to pay the yeah. 250 or whatever the heck it is Be for that iced tea. But we paid, we left, and when we get out, the first thing she does, she looks at me, okay, why couldn't we eat there today? I really wanted to eat there today. Okay, well, I closed the menu because as soon as I sat down and actually opened the menu, I smelled roaches and knew that we weren't going to be eating there today. Yeah. Was, good rule of thumb, just trust someone if they're in a professional in that field and know that smell, or they might know that smell. If they yeah. say we're not eating here, there's a good reason as to why they're they're suggesting that. Yeah, we, we pick things up, right? Just a bit. Yeah. So, I mean, it it's just a thing that obviously not everyone's going to know that smell. Mm -hmm. um, I will say, I've been to a restaurant before. It was a place I really enjoyed eating at when I was in high school and stuff like that. Went back with some friends while I was in college. We sat down at the table. They brought us our complimentary bread, and a German cockroach crawled out of the bag that the bread was in. It's like, guys, I'm not going to eat a meal here. It's not going to happen. The roach crawled off of my food. Yeah. Right? So they're, they're not always sneaky. And no. if they're willing to be cruising around like that, there's a good chance they've got a decent problem going on Just in the kitchen. Just a bit. Just so, a bit. Yeah, if you see a roach while you're eating at a place, yeah, maybe just be mindful. Yeah. Because, again, it's foodborne illness is mm -hmm. now what the worry is, mm -hmm. right? So if you think about it, if a roach is crawling down in the drain to get water or something like that, crawling back out, it's crawling through all that bacteria that's eating all the food residue, things like that in the drain. It sticks to their feet, sticks to their body, and now they crawl across the counter where they make your sandwich, right? Okay, well, now it's on your sandwich. Yep. Now you eat your sandwich, and it doesn't take a lot of bacteria to make you sick. For sure. So, yeah, worth noting, roaches can be a bit of a problem. Just a right? bit. Just Nobody a bit. wants to have that day where you just can't leave the bathroom. <laughs> so we try to avoid it. For sure, yeah. Um, but I would say, you know, we worry about roaches, and obviously we think about things like um, multifamily housing, apartments, mm -hmm. duplexes, mm -hmm. things like that, where you have shared walls. Um 
it is worth noting that roaches will travel through shared spaces like that. Oh, for sure. Um, and it's not, again, it's not necessarily that person's issue. It's not that your apartment was extra dirty and drew the roaches in. It could be there's just so many next door that they're following the wiring through the walls and coming in. Mm -hmm. So they're just exploring. They will go out and look for new spaces, look for new food, especially if things are getting very busy where they were living. Sometimes they will scatter to try to find areas where they can have a little peace of quiet. Right. Right. So we do get movement in situations like that where it's not even us necessarily kind of letting them hitchhike on things like we talked about already. It's now they're physically being pushed mm -hmm. through walls and mm -hmm. things like that to get into these other spaces. For sure. So we've got a lot of different methods where something like a cockroach can easily transfer from place to place to place. Mm -hmm. So just know, again, it's it's no one's fault necessarily. We just need to know about it so we can do something about it. Oh, right? for sure. And uh, if we think treatment-wise, now we think in the fact that there's a lot of options here. So obviously roaches have been a pest in the world for quite some time. So there's a lot of different products out there that oh, yeah. can help control roaches. And it really just depends on where I'm trying to treat them, what I'm trying to do. So am I treating a crack or crevice? Okay, maybe I'll use an aerosol. Maybe I'll use a dust mixture. Um, if I am found an area where the roaches are living, now I might place baits. Mm -hmm. um, baits work extremely well for they things do. like German cockroaches. They do. Um, and a lot of our baits you'll see come in kind of a paste, mm -hmm. right? They're even in a little syringe. And you're just squirting out these little blobs of bait. We don't need to seal things up with the bait. We don't need to caulk edges shut with it. Um, it really is little pea-sized blobs mm -hmm. spaced out about every 18 inches. Mm -hmm. And then the roaches will walk past and go, ooh, food, and run over and eat some bait. It doesn't take a lot of bait to do the job. Mm -hmm. um, even better, the baits typically will process through the adult in the hiding spaces and then they'll poop it out, and the little tiny babies that just hatched out will eat some of the poop from the adults. So you can actually control the babies and that wave of adults by putting out baits. For sure. Um, we also have these wonderful things called insect growth regulators. Um, there are several that are designed specifically for cockroach control, um, and what they will typically do is affect the development of the roach. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't necessarily kill the roach. Um, it doesn't necessarily stop it from becoming an adult. But what it does do is causes mutations to kind of their exoskeleton as they develop into adulthood, which means now they're sterile. So when we're dealing with a cockroach like the German cockroach mm. and their primary weapon against us is quick reproduction, right? Stopping them from making babies is a big move. Big time. Right? Because now it buys me plenty of time to go out and just knock them out with everything else. Yep. Um, we can even go simpler with cockroaches, too, where really severe cockroach problems, typically the easiest and best method to start with is a vacuum cleaner, right? We literally take a HEPA-filtered vacuum. I wouldn't recommend using just a home vacuum cleaner in most cases. Yeah, no. Because, again, all those histamines coming are going to stir there. it up in the air. So we use a HEPA-filtered vac uh, vacuum, and we go out, and any roach you see, we suck it right up, Right. Physically removing those roaches from the space means now I don't have to rely on pesticides, things like that, to control yep. them. Yep. So we've got a lot of different tools that we can kind of deploy in that space. For sure. And obviously it depends on the circumstance. It depends on what kind of equipment we have to move around, all kinds of stuff. So mm -hmm. every job is going to be a little different. Mm -hmm. But I will say even in extreme German cockroach situations, we can still gain control. We can still get ahead of it. It For just sure. takes more work. Well, right? and some of those take you know, partnership between the customer and us because some of those heavy infestations are where maybe they left 
garbage in their their house they left garbage in that room they didn't pick it up maybe we have potentially unfortunately a hoarding situation where that's definitely free game for them so it's definitely a partnership not only from the provider that's actually taking care of the pest issue but also the customer who's willing to make sure that they do whatever they can to help remove those issues 100 percent yeah, and I mean, that, that's a big thing. So we think about it, you know, what are they eating? Okay, well, sanitation, actually cleaning things up well is one good impact on them. Okay, mm-hmm. well, now if there's no food left on the counters, they'll eat the roach bait that we put out, yep. right? But, you know, we think about it. If I go through and I spend all my time putting out roach bait and there's grease and crumbs and everything else all over the place otherwise, why are they ever going to eat the bait? Yeah, do you right? want it's a just, steak? Oh, they happen to be close to the bait instead of the other food. Yeah, do you want so, a steak or a dollar hamburger? There you go. We're, we're increasing our odds, yep. right? So, yeah, cleanup is a big one. Big time. And, you know, we see that in residential and commercial pest control. 100%. We get it on both sides of the fence. That we do. So we're here to help. We're just here to offer advice in most cases. Um, obviously, I can't tell you, hey, clean your house. That's the only thing. But it's going to make the situation better a lot faster. Big time. And. You know, you, we have to have expectations as far as how quickly things will turn around. So in a minor situation where I've seen one or two roaches, we could probably get control of them pretty quickly. For sure. Right? Um, if we get into those severe circumstances, I'm talking like walls rippling with roaches. Looks like it's like breathing that. and vibrating. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it happens. Bit. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's going to take a little more time. Mm-hmm. But if I go in and I vacuum up as many of those as I can, well, they're already out in the open. So that part's easy, right? Um, and then my other products will start to work more effectively. Big time. So we can get ahead of it. I will recommend heavy sanitation afterwards for a severe roach infestation. Again, just because now you're going to have so much of that waste. You're going to have so much activity moving things around in that space. You're going to want to clean things up mm-hmm. pretty well. But mm-hmm. it's doable. it's not completely hopeless not at all if you've got german cockroaches it is a fixable thing so yeah they they, and again i mean they they could be stressful for people big time so yeah i feel gross i feel dirty or you kind of lose hope because well it's the bad roaches these are the ones you see on tv they are the ones you see on tv because they are a pain in the butt big time they're fixable a hundred percent how many times has gordon ramsay turned that restaurant around and then suddenly you know they don't have roaches anymore because they paid someone to come in and knock those things out. So if Gordon Ramsay's people can do it, we can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Come on. ABC Home and Commercial Services. <laughs> well, with that, I think we've got a good amount of information that we went over today for the German cockroach. Um We'll continue to do this type of series where we're going over different insects, but it's not only going to be the harmful ones we also will talk about the beneficial ones because there are plenty of them we did a save the bees episode and uh that was one that we talking about beneficial insects this one right here is talking about the pests the actual ones that we do want to remove um maybe we tease little ladybugs or something. there you go yeah Ooh. Ooh. ladybugs <laughs> well we could bring that up for the next beneficial insect that'd be a good episode for sure there you go All right. Well, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Please like, subscribe, share, give it to all your friends and family. So that way, hopefully they can get this information because there's a lot of nuggets in here that you can take away, share with your friends, share with your loved ones. So that way, you know, that way, the next time that you may encounter roaches, some thoughts in your head of how you could go about it or maybe getting a professional involved. So, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. We hope that you have a wonderful rest of the day. Thanks. Cheers. Mmm, roach nuggets.